Hey, I'm Lou Stokes, style consultant and confidence coach, published author and international speaker. Welcome to my podcast, She's Magnetic. On this season's podcast, I'm having deep conversations with inspirational women entrepreneurs from all over the globe. Together, we explore style and the connection to our inner world and what it means to them to be their own icon, how they've carved their path to becoming a magnetic woman, living life on their terms, overcoming adversities, the highs and the lows, and empowering you to believe in yourself. The time is now to take action and step into your magnetic power. Because once you really, you know, believe that and you feel it in your core, that you are enough, everything changes. On today's episode of She's Magnetic, I am talking to the incredible and talented Margita Fuse. Margita is a Dubai-based designer. She has a fashion marketing and management degree from the Art Institute of California and an MBA from Holt International Business School in London. Since childhood, she's always loved art, fashion and travel. After studying international business between London and Dubai, she finally decided to take those three loves and pour it into her first collection. Her first collection is inspired by her move abroad to finally decide to forget about trying to fit to others' expectations and live life to the fullest. The footwear label is all about inspiring and empowering other women to drop all the labels society wants to give women, live life on their terms and look fabulous while doing so. Hey Margita, how are you? Hi, Lou. How are you? Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for taking the time to be my guest today on the She's Magnetic podcast. So we already know, Margita, that you're based in Dubai. You're a fashion designer. You've studied fashion marketing and management and also business in London. And you have your own footwear label. So... Please fill us in on a few gaps and some glimpses into your life. I'd love to hear more about your footwear label as well. Absolutely. So I'm originally from the U.S. Um, I spent my last eight years before coming to Dubai in Los Angeles. So uh, that's pretty much home to me. Um, and so I started uh, coming up with this idea around the time that I came to Los Angeles, which was to have a footwear brand. I've always loved fashion. Um, forever. Since I was younger, I used to, you know, do things like create things and different, make different clothes and bags and different stuff like that. So it's just always been a thing that I wanted to do. Um, but the footwear line kind of came from um, some insecurities that I had within myself about my feet. So I kind of started, you know, trying to figure out how I could solve that problem. And that's how the brand kind of came. Um, to fruition and so my first collection is based on a set of affirmations uh, four affirmations which are my favorite and so the whole idea around it is just you know I wanted women to have some feet that kind of reminds them that they are you know confident and they're magical and they're unique and they're enough so that's where I am I love it I absolutely love it and I love it that you've based the collection on affirmations. Can, what are a few of those affirmations? So there is, I am enough, I am magic, I am confident, and I am unique. Oh my gosh, I love it. <laughs> 
I love it. And also it's like, it's such a, you know, normally we think of more like jewelry, you know, there's a lot of affirmation jewelry around, isn't there? Like actually having, like having a shoe and knowing that it's like, it's inspired by an affirmation. It's kind of like you're walking your affirmation. Yes. And that's what I was going for because um, in the beginning, you know, I was just more into the footwear thing because of the aesthetics, because I love shoes. But as I, I started to study a bit more, I started to really understand the importance of your feet. And like, it's the foundation of, you know, everything. And um, there's so much significant in your feet. So like, you should take care of them and, you know, adorn them as well. And so even now I do it like some days I'm just like, okay, like I have to remember that I'm enough, you know, and I just kind of like yeah. look at my shoes and kind of remember that. Um, so it's a nice, it's a nice connection there where I definitely help. Some days I'm like, I'm confident, you know, like I have to put on that confidence um, shoe to, to go out and do whatever it is that I have to do within the day. Yeah, right. It's, yeah, it's amazing because, you know, I'm all about how things feel, as you know. And it's like, imagine having all these shoes and you're like, okay, this is my I am confident. It's like, today I want to feel more confident. So you put your shoes on that I am more confident. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the, the designs are, you know, they help you as well because the black one is I am enough. Um, you know, black goes with everything. Black is one of my favorite colors and you just can't go wrong with it. So, you know, that's, that's, for example, I am enough and I am confident is red. We all know, you know, mm. when you put that power red lipstick or you put on that power red suit or dress, you know, it just gives you that extra boost. Um, yes, totally. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, and what inspired you to use affirmations with your collection? Um, actually, I am such a big person on um, personal development and affirmations has been so much of a, um, a part of my journey over the years. And so I just thought that, you know, if my brand is, you know, all about, you know, empowering women and, you know, really just putting the message out there for women to be unapologetic and and be confident and just be sure in who they are, who they are, that, you know, I would wanted to share something that I felt was quite helpful to me to, to do that. Um, yeah. because my whole journey has, you know, just the footwear journey, the starting a footwear brand in general, I've had to like lean on, you know, these affirmations. So I just kind of wanted to share them with other people as well. Cause I wanted my brand to not just be something like, not just about shoes, but I also want to kind of give value to people in the way that, you know, is authentic to me. Yeah. And like, also like that whole feel good factor, right. And that there's a meaning behind things. It's not just you buy a new pair of shoes. It's like, there's a deeper meaning which yeah. I think is beautiful yeah it's beautiful so you know as we know the journey of especially being a creative entrepreneur can be quite a roller coaster sometimes tell us a point where like you've just felt like incredible I guess it was probably when you launched your foot brand footwear brand I think um 
it was definitely so actually i wasn't intending on launching like at the moment when i launched i was just uh posted a video that i had for a very long time and i just wanted to like use that piece of content and from the moment that i put that video out, video out actually there was demand for my shoes so i kind of actually got pushed into it like i was wow. but i wasn't ready so i guess that would be the point where you know i was definitely on a high because i didn't realize that people were actually like waiting you know on me to put something out um as a designer i've you know you kind of struggle well not you but me i've struggled like for years and years with you know thinking that my stuff wasn't good enough yeah um and just being super you know critical on my stuff so to see people that were just like whatever you're selling you know i want it was like definitely my highest point yeah totally and it's just like it's so incredible how like they say we're never ready you know they always say like you're never ready to have a baby you're never ready to launch like it's always like because we always have this thing i had i'm not ready yet right yeah. and then it's like magically you put that video out there and it was like well actually it's time yeah definitely <laughs> it was like the universe saying get out there another yeah. <laughs> it's time do it. to do it yeah definitely cuz i just thought you know it was a piece of content that i had for a while and i had you know i had a lot of things in my head for the reason why i didn't want to post it and my coach um really pushed me to to put it out there and like as soon as i put it out there like i had so many views and so many people just saying where like here's my money take my money and i was like, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's incredible incredible i remember that video yeah i was like yes because i know we'd been talking before a while back cuz you were going to come to spain weren't you yes um, i think you were coming to a a trade fair yes i was supposed yeah. to yeah yeah i remember yeah and so when i saw it i was like yes launch yes. so you know a huge congratulations thank you but let's so we've touched on the high are there moments when you feel like because I know this has happened to me before. Like, I'm, I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> yeah, I think I've had those um, moments, um, of many of them, of course. It's like just a part of it. But I think one of the biggest parts for me, or one of the biggest times for me when I was kind of at the low is when I um, went to study in London, uh, footwear design and, you know, my teacher was really big on sketching and i hadn't really did any sketches for like a while so it was just like the hardest thing in the world to get me to like draw that first line <laughs> you know and um it and then i just felt like you know kind of bad cuz it's like i'm supposed to be a footwear designer like i'm supposed to be like pushing out designs like you know nothing and i literally couldn't you know draw the last <laughs> let alone come up with a design um and thank you to my wonderful professor harva for you know pushing me to to push through that that moment of low yeah like encouraging you right yeah definitely there are there are moments as well especially when you're creative it's like it, it it comes sometimes it comes at the most strange moments like 
in the middle of the night or like sometimes when yeah. you like sit down to do something creative it often doesn't come yes like that right and so I think I've always found that I just need to do whatever like let whatever come out and just go with the flow rather than trying too hard to create whatever yeah it's very true um when I was able to actually draw what I did is I went to a cafe and like got shisha which was like so random <laughs> and I just sat outside and I just started like drawing in my notebook and the next thing you know like I had like a mini collection but wow when I was like in the class um you know it was just like a blink um and I think another thing that happens to creatives as well is that you know you go into especially when you you study you go into a classroom right and you have these other designers, right? Who you look at these designers and you say, wow, you know? And that actually sometimes blocks you as well too. Um, and that's something that I had to kind of learn is to be um, more confident in my own view, in my own interpretation of, you know, what I create. Because you can kind of look at someone else and say, oh, wow, you know, their drawing is better. Or, oh, I like the way they use those colors or, you know, whatever it is. And sometimes that's actually the thing that's the, the creative, creative killer. Yeah, it's, it's like the... Right, it's like the comparison. It's like, again, and we go back to this is a deep rooted um, mind of it. It's like, I'm not good enough. Theirs is better. And it's not anything to do with the other person. It's just our own insecurities that come up. Yeah. And uh, the, the funny thing is, you know, we all have it because yes. you, know, you will get someone, you know, that's like, for example, in, in that particular class, you know, I had people come to me and say, wow, you know, that's amazing. That's really nice. And, like you're like, you know, you're like proper, you know, footwear designer because there was a lady who was designing cars or something like that in her in her job. And like she was looking at me and saying, wow, I love your eye. I love the way that you, you know, interpreted your mood into the collect collection. Right. So I think we all um, we all can have those moments where we kind of look and do the comparison game. Oh, gosh. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think that's it like the killer of of creativity and and self because you know on society on a subliminal level is and media and is always telling us oh you're not enough you need this yes you must have this and so we get disconnected from who we really are yeah and it's great to look at someone else's work or whatever it is and and admire it but also know that yours too is also incredible and it's i think i heard this in a podcast one day of um it was about women and how like often we're wanting what the person next to us got and then that person next to us is wanting what someone else has got and it's just yeah. crazy like where did this all come from you know so it's just really great to to be able to like to talk about this with you as well and be open because a lot of people you know that don't talk about these kind of things especially in like the fashion industry and design and stuff like it's 
it's um it's not the most open industry i would say yeah and i think um yeah it definitely is um not the most open and it's it's actually funny for me to kind of have experienced that thing of kind of being you know going into comparison mode um and that's one of the reasons why you know i am enough is like my one of my top 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 um affirmations um but the funny thing is i'm also very rebellious like i've always been (laughs) a person who's like you know wanting to go against you know the status quo like not wanting to do what everybody else is doing so it's crazy how as I got older and you start to kind of get programmed that you start to kind of, you know, soften up. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so I'm actually so grateful for, you know, being able to actually launch my brand because that's like the ethos is around, you know, being okay with being different, being okay with being whatever you are. And because that holds me accountable to doing that as well. Right. Because I can't give that message to other people and not be doing it myself. Oh gosh, yes, totally. We need to walk the talk. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you definitely yeah. do that, my love. Definitely. So it's almost like a policing for myself. You know, I'm grateful for, you know, my brand and also the people who, you know, find me inspiring because it keeps me, you know, on on my tips and toes as well. Yes. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> so let's just pivot the conversation slightly um well i know i know you're very into you know this whole affirmation thing that we've just talked about and into the personal development and as you know i'm a big advocate for positive body image and you know around 97 percent of women suffer from body image issues in their life and as we all know as women we are put under so much pressure to look good, be good, be the perfect wife, be the perfect business owner, have the perfect body. So I'd love for you to share with us some of your own insights and experiences on this topic. Um, Yeah, I definitely was raised um, to be perfect, which doesn't exist, but I really, really, really struggled with that. So I was always, um, you know, working out, watching what I ate, you know, starving myself here and there, you know, doing all these crazy diets and, um, you know, trying different products and a lot of different things. And to be honest, um, I really struggled. I was, I was actually quite judgmental to people as well. Um, and I didn't realize it until I really started to, you know, come into self, self-acceptance of myself. So, you know, being able to look at myself in the mirror and say that I look good instead of, you know, I used to look in the mirror and say, oh my gosh, look at this spot or, you know, you need a tan or, you know, whatever, your eyebrows, whatever, you know, you could think of as far as like body positivity. Like I didn't have it. Like I was skinny and I would say I was too skinny. And then when I gained weight, I was too chubby. Um, So I definitely went through that. And um, I know that there are tons of women who have, um, you know, experienced that as well, because I listen to how my friends speak to themselves and how they speak to each other. And even some of the things, you know, where they've been critical to me are they've actually even, you know, unknowingly caused insecurities in me. And I probably did the same thing to them. 
So now, um, basically, probably since I've been in Dubai, and maybe start to be a lot more conscious about that, um, how I speak to my friends, how I look at other people, and I just love to see people of different sizes and colors and shapes mm. and whatever, just being unapologetic about that. Um, yes. I think it's such a beautiful and such a freeing um, thing to, to, to really just be okay. Like, even for me now, like, I had this thing where I was really trying so hard to, like, get my body to be a certain way. And I know eventually it'll get there, but I'm also happy with where I am, too. Like, you know, it doesn't um, make me less worthy because, like, you know, I don't have the washboard <laughs> chest, like, <laughs> like, that I want to have. Whereas, you know, maybe five, six years ago, like, it would have, I would have been, you know, saying a lot of not nice things to myself. Yeah. Uh, so I mean that just opens up a whole nother door of possibilities for for us as women when we can just really embrace um, you know whatever it is and you know I I come from a quite religious background as well and you know I start to see see the differences and you know sizes and colors and shapes and whatever it's like it's like it's actually God's work. It's like his magic. It's his, it's his creations. And he made us, you know, in the ways that he did. So we should actually, you know, look at each other with wonder. Yeah. That, yeah. That's so beautiful. Um, or you could be okay if you were this or that. And it's really sad to see people, you know, spend so much money to go under the knife and, you know, all of these uh, products that just tell you that you're not enough. And for me as a designer, that was one thing that I was like, I absolutely do not want to put out marketing like that. Yes. Uh, hmm. I don't want to do any ads or anything like that that makes people think that they need to buy my product because it is going to give them some type of worth or anything like that. Um, because it's fashion is one of the most damaging to self-image <laughs> and self-esteem um, than probably any other industry. Yeah, it's like we think we have to have it to be someone. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's... And I, I loved what you said just about, like, we're all children of God and, like, he made us all in all different shapes, sizes and colours, different personalities, like, it just... And why would we not want to embrace that gift? Yeah. Imagine if we were all the same, right? Like, it would be boring. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. Boring, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like totally. Boring, right? So that's how I kind of look at it now. And I just love to see people that, you know, other people would probably look at like they're crazy or say, what is this? Or be judgmental. And I'm just, like, happy to see it. I'm just really happy to see people being confident and being happy in their skin. Yeah. And just being like authentically themselves. Yes. Because that's what we all crave anyway. Right. Mm. Like that's what we really want. Um, and we think that we get that connection because we're human. So we all want connection. So we think we can get that connection if we fit into a particular, you know, framework that somebody who has created, um, you know, and a lot of times, you know, for example, if you look at fashion, if you look at like some of the footwear brands, I would just be even more specific. Think about who's designing, you know, these things. 
you know, for women, yeah. right? Hmm. You know, there's this, like old men, you know, or older men um, who look nothing like any of us, right? And they're pushing this out to us and they make beautiful things. I'm not saying that, but it's just about, you know, being careful about who you let define what is beautiful or what is, um, you know, enough. Yes. Oh my gosh, I'd agree totally. So, I mean, obviously being a footwear designer and into fashion personal style is important to you. How do you feel that it impacts your life? The personal style is um, probably everything. Um, I am the type of person who finds it very hard to pack when I have to go somewhere because I am <laughs> such a feel, like I put on what I feel. So if I'm feeling like, you know, um, very like, you know, comfy and relaxed and like free spirited, then, you know, that dictates what I wear. If I'm feeling like I want to be a, a bit more strong or a bit more confident, then, you know, I would put on, you know, certain colors, I'll put on certain fabrics or certain silhouettes. So it just really, really um, depends. And I love that I can express that through, you know, what I wear. Um, and it just really varies. Like it goes from like one to, to the other. Um, I think probably the only thing that doesn't go away is the palazzo pants. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, I love those. <laughs> because those are life. Like you just can't go wrong with those. No, I love them. How would you define your personal style in three words? Uh, um, I would say it's quite minimal. Mm -hmm. um, it's quite effortless. And mm, maybe chic. Nice. Yeah. Like your brand. Yeah, right. my brand is definitely very me. <laughs> right? Yeah, I love it. It's beautiful. If you could sit down with anyone, Margita, and have a chat with them, who would that be and why? If I was to sit down with someone, it would actually be my grandmother who passed away um, mm. almost, it's been 10 years, I think, uh, this year. Um, and the reason why I say that is because I always, like, you know, loved her and admired her. And I saw how everybody else loved and admired her. But what I realized is that I didn't really, I didn't really know her, mm. you know, like, this is a lady who's been, you know, she was on the planet for, you know, 80 something years. And I didn't really know her like that. And when I look at the kind of life she led, like I would just, just be so curious to know what her like life lessons were or like what was her takeaways or, you know, how, how was she able to be, you know, so poised and, you know, forgiven and kind and, you know, just, carefree almost or you know if she had problems I mean I didn't really see them or she didn't show them so I would just be curious to to one kind of understand you know how she you know looks at life but also you know what would she have said you know are like the five takeaways from life or the, the five lessons that she learned um, in her her years yeah that's beautiful yeah I it's interesting, isn't it? Because we, we, we see our grandparents and like, obviously we're young, we're growing up, but, but I feel the same actually. I don't feel like I ever really knew them as much as I would have liked to. 
No, like I think it was maybe when I was about maybe 14 or something, I found out that she used to play basketball and oh, she wow. loved basketball, you know, like my great grandmother was like playing basketball. Like, can you imagine? And apparently she was really good, you know? So, <laughs> and then I saw another picture of her where she had on like these cute shoes and I was like, okay, like she had style, you know? So <laughs> I was just like, I felt like, you know, I just missed out on, you know, so much of like who she was like when she was like maybe my age or even younger like you know yeah. what changed, how did she evolve and what did she learn because I feel like now that I'm in my early 30s like I knew I didn't know anything at 19 for example <laughs> yes totally. you know, I really I never tried to act like I knew anything but at 30 like I really I'm starting to grasp like how much I didn't know and how much time I spent on things that just did not matter. Yeah. Um, and how I was rushing, you know, so much for no reason. Yes. So um, it would just be interesting to see, um, you know, what someone like her would say. Yeah. All the pearls of wisdom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. So if you could- save me some. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. So if you could talk to your 19-year-old self, what would you tell her? I would tell her to chill the F out. (laughs) (laughs) Like, seriously. Like, I would tell her, like, to chill because when I was 19, you know, I had this, you know, list of, you know, where I was supposed to be at 25, 30, 35, 40. And, you know, I was just, you know, trying to achieve all of these things and nothing was ever good enough and I was always wanting more wanting to get more education wanting to make more money wanted to just more 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 just constantly in achievement mode but not even enjoying what I was doing um and enjoying you know the life that I had given myself so like I just always was kind of miserable and depressed actually because I just always felt like I wasn't doing enough. So I would literally tell myself to just chill out and, you know, and just enjoy, you know, those years because I felt like I was doing the things that I wanted to do. So I went to art school instead of going to law school. I got to move to California and, you know, live the California life. I've gotten to travel many places by myself and I came to Dubai and I did my MBA. I did all of these things that I wanted to do and, things that other people wanted to do. And now, you know, I've started my line, my footwear line, but like, it still wasn't enough, you know, like yeah. I was like, oh, you know, I didn't do this and I didn't do that. And, you know, just, you know, so much of not enjoying the moment. Like I should have, you know, put more time into enjoying the time when I got to study fashion and when I worked in fashion and um, just the journey. Yeah, right. It's like, it's all about the journey, not the destination. Yeah, yeah. I would definitely tell myself to chill. Because um, <laughs> I'm way more productive now um, than I was then in the things that I do. And I, it, it takes me less time. Like, I literally take naps and I relax and I enjoy and I go to the beach. And I still get, you know, way more done than when I was like always on, you know, from morning to in the middle of the night, you know, up all night. I mean, there was days I used to stay up for days straight doing stuff. Wow. Yeah, it was crazy. 
And, you know, it, it was like, I'm not going to say it was pointless because everything has a reason, but mm. like it was quite unnecessary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, looking back, <laughs> as we do. Unnecessary. <laughs> my body. <laughs> yeah, I definitely, I love it. it. You know, you said, I would tell her to chill out because. Yeah, I would, man. You know, I even. Like, I tell myself that t- today, by the way. Still. Right. Yeah, I'm the same. A little bit of that habit is there. (laughs) Yeah, it's like we're always rushing to get somewhere, be someone, do something. It's like, no, let's just relax, embrace the moment and enjoy life. Yeah, and I think, you know, for me, looking at my mother, because she had us quite young and, you know, she was quite settled, you know, at at 19. Right. she was such an advocate for, you know, enjoying life and living life. Um, but at the same time, I didn't really listen. I mean, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you know, like, Guilty I that still too. was putting a lot of pressure on myself, you know, like she was like, look at me, you know, like I'm telling you to, you know, enjoy your life. Don't be in a rush, you know. But yet I still felt like, okay, I want to make my mom proud. I want to make my family proud. I want mm. to you know, achieve all of these things. And um, so it's funny how that works out. Yeah, it's funny. We don't listen. It's like we have to go through it ourselves to really get it. Yeah. <laughs> so what excites you right now, Margit, about being a woman? What excites me about being a woman? I, I love this question, actually as weird as it may sound i actually used to really struggle with being a woman for many many years um i really you know thought that it was an unfair thing (laughs) um and now that i you know started to really understand you know masculine energy and feminine energy and you know what those characteristics are of the two and you know what the the true power of being a woman like we are net by nature creators right like we are to be creatives and we're very intuitive and so it's really nice to be able to be at a place in time where we're able to show you know that part of us and it's okay to to do that like you know, I've worked for a few companies um, recently where they are literally going out and saying, we want a woman. Wow. You know, yeah, because right. there's right. all of these studies about, you know, um, <laughs> how, you know, women actually are a little bit better in leadership and like running things, right? Because <laughs> we have, you know, something called empathy and, um, yeah. you know, we, we have this um, ability to put life into whatever we to whatever we kind of put our hands on once we know that we have that power, right? Because a lot of us, we don't actually tap into that. Um, And so many other layers of things have, you know, happened in society that, you know, kind of has made it, has made us as women kind of want to be more masculine. Yes, agree. Right? Mm -hmm. Um, And so we, when we're in that masculine state, we don't actually get to tap into that, right? Because we're actually trying to fight it. But now I think it's beautiful that, you know, we can look at places, we can see scientists, we can see Harvard, we can see, you know, all of these, you know, publications coming out and saying that, you know, actually, you know, we need women in our organizations, we need women, you know, making decisions, we need women to, to start businesses, um, to, to, have, to create solutions. 
So um, it's nice to have that environment now where we can do that and we can, you know, embrace being a woman, right? Yes. Um, which is such a nice thing. And actually, I love it, actually, um, now. Like, I'm so happy, you know, now where before I used to be like, God, why? You know, why did you do this to me? We have to spend <laughs> much more money. We have to worry about so many different things, you know, like so many, you know, things that come with being a woman. But now I'm like, actually, you know, with that comes great responsibility and great power, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and um, that's quite exciting. Yeah, no, totally. I um, I love being a woman. I've always wondered what it would be like um, to be male <laughs> just for a day. Like, I wonder what they think. Because, you know, we are really yes. different. Yes, we are. We are different. But, um, well, I guess, you know, all human beings, we're all different and unique in our own way, right? But just to kind of understand, like, how differently we do work, because we do think differently. Yeah, we do. I mean, so the thing is, like, we all have masculine and feminine energy, right? Right. Um, But women, you know, tend to stay in the feminine um, um, area a bit more. Um, And then obviously males usually tend to stay on the the masculine side. And, um, you know, I think it's, it doesn't do us a justice almost to kind of ignore the fact that there are some differences um, because that differences gives us the balance, right? Because right. If, if we were all super like logical and very straight to the point and very number oriented, like, you know, things would just be awry. Um, and if we were always kind of, you know, in our feelings and, you know, kind of, um, you know, in that space of, you know, kind of relaxed, um, then, then we would have a problem as well, right? Or if we were always, you know, trying to nurture everything because we naturally are like nurturers. But yeah. something we don't actually need to nurture. <laughs> so, yes, totally. So we have to be able to turn that off. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm the only girl in my family, not in my family, but like I, my grandmother, she has 11 grandchildren and I'm the only granddaughter. So wow. I have two brothers. So I'm pretty much been around you know males um and it it actually has been kind of helpful <laughs> to kind of have them to kind of allow me in the mind of the male of the man and i've also picked up some of those things as well um and how they do certain things right Cause sometimes like when you're doing business for example um you know maybe someone gives you a story you know about something and sometimes you if you can help you can help but sometimes you know, you may need to say no. Yeah, yeah, boundaries. Uh, hmm. You know, you may need to have boundaries. Hmm. And I think um, sometimes, I think men, that's one of the things they, they do a bit better. Yeah, I agree. They're better at saying no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, this is a whole other conversation, but yeah, women, we we tend to be more, more people-pleasing, Um you know, I want everyone to be okay. Again, that nurturing aspect, especially when our feminine is unbalanced. And, you know, we need to have ego. It's not bad to have ego. It just needs to be balanced. And the same with ambition. It just needs to be balanced. All these different qualities, they just need to be balanced. The same with like 
nurturing again needs to be balanced don't over nurture don't forget about yourself exactly so so yeah it's again it's like the yin and the yang and the balance and and balance and peace and i hate that they don't teach this in school like you know, yeah when i started you know looking into all of these things that are you know looking at self, you know, and being mindful and, you know, observing your thoughts and your patterns and all of this stuff. I'm like, you know why? They had all of these, you know, different classes and courses, you know, in, in school. Like, you know, why didn't we, you know, have this? Because, you know, I just feel like we would all be a little bit better if we started out younger, you know, yeah. being aware of the things that like balancing and you know understanding our differences embracing our differences um being okay with you know our femininity for example or even masculinity because there's there's a whole other topic that yeah we we could have around you know the the wounded the wounded masculine right so yes totally so all of these things which um you know it's good to have the the technical know-how right or whatever your job is or whatever your craft is but you know the best thing the most thing that i've done and i spent the most money on has been understanding myself and i will keep doing it you know like I will yeah. yeah i'm the same i think that like i wish at school i was taught meditation and yoga i wish i'd been taught how to cook like i don't remember really much about school i mean obviously i remember stuff but i don't know i wish it had been more practical as well like yeah and i wish like you i really wish they'd help us to understand ourselves better and understand our emotions and um but i you know i do believe things are changing there are more meditation and yoga in school now which is which is a which is great um yeah, yeah it's like knowing yourself is the greatest gift you can give yourself, I think. It is. It really is. It makes a difference because, like I said, you can know your job, for example. You can know your craft and you can love it. But, like, if you have some things, you know, internally that you have not worked out, you know, the that can, you know, help. It can cause you to kind of, like, sabotage yourself. Right. Um, from your own greatness because you don't know you know what's going on inside and you can say why you know every time you know I you know get on top I just start spending money you know out of anywhere right yeah uh, and when you can kind of like you know look within and understand you know maybe there's some you know something in your your subconscious that's um, you know leading you to do that and then once you have that awareness then you can you know make adjustments and and do better yeah completely totally agree it's all about understanding your own self and the awareness bringing awareness so margita what is your definition of being a magnetic woman for some reason when i hear magnetic i think magic (laughs) (laughs) i love that Um, Of course, I have, you know, one of my sandals is called the I Am Magic. And, you know, magnetic is just, you know, attracting, you know, abundance, um, happiness, and, you know, all things that are good, you know, naturally come to you. Um, They're drawn to you. 
um, and you know, whether that's people, like people just want to to be around you. They want to be a part of what whatever you have going on, um, because they know that it's going to be filled with you know goodness and greatness and and some type of value. Yeah, I love that. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. So, tell us where our listeners can connect with you online. Um, so you guys can connect with me, of course, on my website, which is www.marquitahughes.com um, and also on Instagram, which is I am Marquita Hughes. <laughs> Amazing. I'll put all um, your contact details anyway on the show notes. So finally, Margita, what is one last nugget of wisdom, wisdom you would love to share with our listeners today? So the last nugget that I would say is to, to remember that you're enough. Like I can't stress how important that is um, to just really understand and, you know, digest that idea of being enough. Um, because once you really, you know, believe that and you feel it in your core that you are enough, you know, everything changes, right? Yeah. Um, you know, what you expect from people, what you expect of yourself, all of that transforms once you understand, you know, that you are enough. And we all are um, because we're here and we're breathing and we're alive. So we, that, that alone gives us the right to be here. And that's enough for us to believe that we are magical and magnetic. Yes, beautiful. I love it. So, Margita, thank you so much for being my guest today. It's been an absolute pleasure Talk. Yes, it was. It was so nice to, to speak to you. I'm so happy we finally got to do this. <laughs> yeah, me too. And take good care of yourself and best of luck with the footwear collection. And to our listeners, please check these beautiful shoes out. They are all absolutely stunning and they have incredible meanings behind them. So please check out Mar Margita's website. So thank you once again, Margita, and hope to connect again with you soon. Yes, thank you. You're Speak welcome. You. Ciao. Bye-bye. I hope you've enjoyed this episode and if you did, please subscribe to the She's Magnetic podcast, rate and review in the Apple podcast, Spotify or wherever you're listening from, I'd be so grateful. Also, please check out the show notes for more information on my guest and learn more about me on my website, www.loustokes.com. And if you are not already part of the She's Magnetic community on Facebook, please join us there. Until next time, be inspired, take action and step into your magnetic power. A production by Cabina 29.